Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Subtle Interference. I'm your host, Bob, who continually screws up the intro, even though I don't really know how I screw it up. Uh, I thought you did fine on this intro. Your facial expression did not suggest that I did fine. You should have some confidence. When did you screw up the intro? I don't know. I just always get looks when I do the intro. I think he did once and we gave him shit, so now he's traumatized for life. I would tell people that I'm Alex and this is Erica next to me, but they already know. <laughs> I mean, we're, they we're the stars of this podcast. <laughs> Deal with it. The glue that holds the shit together. Give me what I want. <laughs> Batista. I have no desire to watch him wrestle, but oh, what a joy. What a joy. It's awesome. That match is going to be so bad. Yeah, it is. It's going to be terrible. Let's not get to wrestling yet. Let's save that because okay. I feel like I could do like half an hour on wrestling. At the well, it's, it's the big time of the year for the WWE. Yeah, we'll yeah this is the one time of year I'm not going to give you shit for talking about wrestling. That's a complete lie. I'm definitely going to give you shit. Yeah, you're going to play but, on the laptop. It's going to be okay. But it's the that one time of year is understandable to discuss wrestling. So I was just, we were just talking about it before the podcast started. Do you want to talk about this Jesse Smollett shit show? No, What's going on? No. because What's I've, going on? It's it's just like, because I heard, and who the fuck knows what, what's even real or not, because I haven't been following it super closely, but like, I guess the Justice Department is looking into it now, and then- But isn't it a state crime? What can they do? Yeah, but if there's corruption, then it falls under federal jurisdiction. Well, that's who's going to... Jesse Smollett's going to walk. He's, he's, he's going to walk. Who's in trouble is the state's attorney. Mm-hmm. They're coming for her now. Well, like, The Bar Association released a letter, and they basically said she did everything wrong the whole way through, claimed she recused herself, never actually recused herself. Nice job. Never left her office. Nice job. Good job. There, it sounds like they're coming for her. But then I heard like the police paid for like hotel rooms for the two guys. It, it's just it's all it's a mess. It's a fucking mess. Well, I've, and think about how much time has been spent on it, and you know uh, how much prosecutor time, a lot of time, cop time, an upsetting amount of time. Any like the and I think uh, Rom, uh, our the wonderful mayor of Chicago, for not much longer. Uh, he said he said they're trying to get like a hundred and thirty thousand dollars back that they spent on on prosecuting this case. And yeah, good luck. Yeah, he's never going to get it. But like, and that's probably a very low number. Probably sounds kind of low for as long as we've been talking about this. Mm-hmm. But one of the thing, one of the arguments that I've seen online uh, has been from people being like. Well, their their opinion is well. It's about time one of ours got off the hook, and it's like the, I, like I get it. It's frustrating when if this was a white person, you'd probably roll your eyes and say, "Of course, that's what happens." But the answer to a fucked up criminal justice system is not to let people slide. No, it's to no, make no, sure no. justice is served to everyone. Right. Yes. And. Yes. Jesse Smollett is part of everyone and he has not been served justice. No. And now he's going to go on forever being like, I'm innocent. I did nothing wrong. That's what sucks about it is we're going to have to hear 
for so long now. This will be like decades of I was innocent. It's like, no, you weren't, dude. They had everything. You were so far from innocent. I have no... The only explanation that I can think of for just dismissing the charges, basically letting him walk away, and sealing the case records is if the police got played somehow. Like the two brothers... Made to look like fools. Yeah, like the two brothers actually did really attack the guy and staged a fake hate crime, and that's what they found out, but now they're just sealing it so no one ever knows. That would be the only reasonable explanation. Anything else reeks of corruption. Well, and what did you think was going to happen? Like, did you think everyone was just going to be like, oh, okay. Like, no. Like, this has had, like, a national profile. It just, it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I don't know why they thought they could just, like, dismiss it and no one would notice. Well, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't make any sense. Like, no. Like, especially when the, the biggest fucking idiot in the universe is like, <laughs> oh, hey, here's something that justifies everything that I say. Suddenly he's a fan of the FBI. I'm sending the FBI to investigate. It's a weird thing, isn't it? It's odd the way that works. Very, very odd. To shift for a moment, Bob. Shift. Yes. You have so many video game topics this week, don't you? There are uh, there are quite a few things to talk about in the video game world right now. What what was just happening? Um, it was like some game developers or something. I don't know. Um, but GDC. That's it. Oh, was GDC this week? Um, that's where like all of this is spawned from, and it's like with any of like these big video game things anymore. Like the events, they have like the core event, but then there's stuff around it before and after. So you tend to get flooded with stuff. Um, whereas it used to be just like everything got announced at E3, that was it, and moved on. But now with all the digital. Um, events going on. I mean, Nintendo really spearheaded that. Like the tree houses. Um, so you get you get a lot of stuff. Um, well, E3 is the same way now, though. I think yeah. uh, EA isn't doing a press conference at E3 anymore. At least I think that was the one that I heard. There's been a couple that were like, we're doing our own thing. Well, it's hugely expensive. And the return on investment versus just doing a streaming event... I mean, face it, get it out on Twitch where you got, you know, millions of people will tune into it Mm -hmm. um, for a fraction of the cost. I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. So, yeah, no, it's it's just it is interesting how it's changed. Right. Um, In fact, like, you know, E3 is not that far away. It feels like forever. Um, Yeah, we're only what, a few months. Yeah, it's It's like June, three months away. So, um, you know, so it's really not that far. I hope this E3 is better than last year's. I don't remember much about it. Last year's E3 was the really weird Sony presentation. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, but I think that's why Sony isn't coming this year because it's going to be another year of showing all those same games. And that's the criticism they got last year was you're just showing us Days Gone again and you're showing us Last of Us again. And there was some other stuff that had just been shown again and again and again. again. The only thing they showed that came out was Spider-Man. And that Psycho game. Psycho. Okay. That just came out, didn't it? Or no? Or am I thinking of something else? No, they didn't show that. They showed um, the game. Oh, my God. 
The samurai one. Nice yes. Tsushima. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, right. and that looked really good. But when's that coming out? They're going to show that again. It's going to be another year of showing all the same games. Well, and Days Gone came out too, right? No, but it's about to come out, I think. Okay. But it's about to come out, and it, it'll it come out, what, two months before the following year's E3? Yeah. I don't know. I, I Honestly, think, I have such a back catalog that it's like, I got to finish well, that stuff first. In games-wise, I don't expect Microsoft to really show much because they're still mishandling their first party. Crackdown 3 came out, not particularly good. People say Sea of Thieves is like a fun game now, but I don't see it. I've played it recently, and yes, they've updated the shit out of it, and they kind of they keep adding things, but it's all kind of the same thing. Sea of Thieves is really it's a make your own fun game. Mm. Like you have to really enjoy, like it's almost like a RP game. You know, you have to go. I'm out on the high seas, and I'm a fucking pirate, and I'm trying to steal loot from other pirates. You See, know? then I would rather just play tabletop then. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's it, when I played it um two months ago, maybe it didn't. Well, because the, the the problem with the make your own fun video game has been always that there are limits to the universe. You know, like. You can't go in and reprogram it. You know, if you're on PC, you can mod stuff, but that's not... You know, you can't... One, you can't do that on consoles. And two, I mean, that's a huge amount of effort and knowledge you need to have to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. So, like, think about, like, Fallout 76 and how much that game tanked because it wasn't fun. There wasn't a game to it. Well, and that was just trying to, like make a grab for a genre that they really didn't have any business making a grab for, wasn't it? Well, and trying to shoehorn a development engine into a game that it didn't fit, which we've seen a lot, mm-hmm. you know, just happened with Anthem using Dice's engine. Hmm. So it's, this is like, a you know, everyone's trying to make the games as a service yeah. game and very few have succeeded. But, you know, I think you, you, if you don't make a game with the mechanics defined and you you can't turn it on and say, why is this game fun right away, your game's going to fail. You know, it, it just will. Like, there are plenty of genres of games that I don't enjoy. Um, and that's just my personal preference. But, you know, Alex turns them on and Alex enjoys them. And, uh, you know, I suspect you know pretty quickly after you turn on a game whether you're going to like it or not. And yeah, generally. You know, it's well, like... But I think you have a pretty good bullshit detector, too, no? Like, you can kind of... Because you follow stuff and you see stuff and you're like, yeah, it's got to be garbage. I'm not yeah, in, in general, I kind of know how a game is going to be because I'm pretty plugged in on it. But something else that's interesting... Is th- I don't know how you say it. Maybe I'm saying it correctly, but the Google Sedia or whatever that service is going that the to be. the streaming one that you were talking yeah. about? I thought, it, I thought it had a T in it. I thought I it was like remember. Stadia. Whatever. It's a fucking <laughs> stupid name, whatever it is. Yeah. So first of all, it's Google, so this may not even come out, and if it does, it might be canned like six months later. So who knows? 
But let's say the the situation I want to propose is let's say it does come out and let's say it's a success. In the video game console industry, there's never been more than three major players at the same time. This would be four, even though Nintendo sort of does their own thing that's outside of the others. Mm -hmm. Like they're not even... Like, the Switch competes against the Xbox One and the PS4, but it also really doesn't. It's so kind no, of its it, own thing. Yeah. What if this Google Play actually pans out and has a lot of success? What's going to happen? Will someone be pushed out? Or would something that might be more likely to happen happen like Microsoft acquiring someone? I don't know. See, I think the market right now can actually afford to hold four different comp uh, comp competitors. Um, as the third world is starting to turn on more and be more connected, um, you're, you're rapidly increasing the number of people who have access to this kind of technology well, and, how is and it, can afford it. How is it going to work? Because you don't need a console, it's just streaming, right? You don't even technically need a controller. You can use any controller you want with it. And, like, in theory, you can play on your phone. They're saying it's just going to need a web browser. So then... A web browser, Alex? Probably Google Chrome. <laughs> <laughs> or a Chromecast. So then uh, you're not really owning games then you, you don't know, really you don't really own games right now well if you buy them digitally sure if you buy the disc mm -hmm. I, but everything's I mean, going towards digital yeah i mean I that's mean, the people, future no no right? i'm just trying to like play it out in my well head. that was a, there was one of the one of the th interesting things i read about the whole thing was uh and this is a little uh, to the side but one of the people people are wondering well you know Right now, we can preserve games because we still have NES cartridges, and we, you know we can clone them onto a computer, and we can make we can preserve them. And all this long digital time. stuff is going to be right, right lost like, to the ages. You know, so um, not that I've seen terribly many games recently that are worth preserving, but uh, it's like the movies that came out on VHS never got ported over to DVD, or the DVDs that never got ported over to Blu-ray. It's just. Yeah, there's some poor schmuck out there that's digitizing it all and putting it on YouTube or other places on the internet, but you, you lose something. Yeah. Well, to, to your point, I think it's pretty unlikely that one day you know you're gonna wake up and Microsoft just gets out of the video game business, right? And they just shut everything down and you lose all your games. That's extremely unlikely. Google waking up one day and just deciding to shut down their service pretty fucking likely so you gotta like you're playing a dangerous game with anything you might buy through them well and one thing you know one of the points that i think i made when we were talking the other night alex was that um google does google has done very well in spaces where they have like genuinely invented something new and or they've created a new market you know, search engines. Um, were they the first one? No, but when they came in, they had the best algorithms and it slayed everything. Um, but where Google has tried to get into pre-existing markets, they've really struggled. Um, and 
I feel like they go into it with this like disruption mindset of, oh, well, we'll just put a bunch of smart people behind it and we'll give them a big truck of money and say, find a way to knock off ISPs. Oh, guess what? They couldn't do it because it's not like their competition is hiring dumb people, you know, or um, hasn't done legwork. Mm-hmm. You know, disruption happens when uh, you come up with a genuinely new idea or like a new technology gives you a way to really cut cost um, and you are the first one to execute it. Uh, you know, that it's really not going to be the case here. Do you think Microsoft and, well, probably not Sony because Sony's a bunch of idiots, but uh, do you really think Microsoft isn't working on this technology? Well, they are. Exactly. And they haven't They've come announced out. it. They are. It's called yeah. Project X Cloud. And, you know, they don't have it out yet, but they have the resources to do it. Same as Google. Well, and here's another factor to the point you were just making. If Google had been successfully in the last, like, five years, let's say, rolling out their fiber service across the country in major markets, you know, if we had access to Google Fiber here, which I think is something like 70 a month for gigabit up and down, no data caps, and then they were like, oh, we're going to have a video game streaming service, I'd be like, great, sign me up. Fire it up. But the problem is, not only is there the latency concern, of playing a game that's on their server in right. wherever, but there's the bandwidth concern. And this is one of those things we've talked about before. You don't think the terabyte data cap is a big deal until you start doing certain things. Yep. And if you're going to be streaming 4K 60 FPS video to play a game on, you're going to tear through your data cap. Mm-hmm. I mean, like people won't even believe how much data that uses. Well, that's the thing. They're going to end up in the same boat that Netflix is where they've had to make deals with Comcast and the other ISPs to basically let that content through. Mm-hmm. Um, but Netflix isn't zero rated. And with something like this, you would need to be zero rated. So you're not using all your bandwidth on one thing. Yeah, no, it's because otherwise people won't do it. So th- and there, therein lies a big question. People talk about, uh, you know, the big selling point is, oh, you don't have to own an expensive console or uh, a high-powered gaming PC to enjoy the games at the best quality. Okay. Well, what am I? Is my internet capable of handling the best quality? And then you have the data cap concerns. Right. And then so there's the latency concern. What? And that, so, and that's another thing. A lot of people think about it. Most people actually play games through a Wi-Fi connection, which is not ideal at all, so that's extra latency right there. Yep. And then they might just have a shitty connection anyway because right. of where they live because right. we think about it like, oh, we live in a major – we live in the suburb of a major city. It's a major we major have, metropolitan right, area. We have good internet. Yes, we do. It's overpriced, but it's still good internet. A not lot as of good people, as it could be. But it's good if you're not you're living right. out in the sticks and the boonies or wherever. It's good enough for gaming, yeah. right? Yeah, it's not going to be good enough for gaming. Not with Google. No. Yeah. So I'll be interested so to like see where it goes, but there's too many too but many questions to. I mean, we then, still haven't got any pricing, and that's well, exactly that too, right. what's the pricing going to be. 
there's the hidden cost of if there isn't any sort of deal in place with ISPs, you're probably going to need to buy unlimited bandwidth, yep. which is another like 50 bucks a month. I mean, this is one of these things people don't talk about. When you, you know, cut the cord and you get rid of cable or you get rid of satellite or whatever TV, and now you're suddenly streaming video all the time, especially if it's 4K video, if you watch a lot of TV or you download and play a lot of games, you might need to get unlimited data. So all of a sudden, what was X amount of money to have your TV plus cable package, You've got to you might even be actually more to have TV or to get rid of TV, but then you have to buy unlimited internet and you have to buy Hulu and you have to buy Netflix and you have to buy whatever. And this is just another one of those things. Oh, you got to look at gonna, all the costs. You're right. not going to get everyone, you, you know, there's only so many subscription services people are going to be willing to pay for at a given time. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and a, abs, you know, we're guilty of having pretty much everything. The only thing we really don't have right at the moment is HBO. Which we'll have in a couple of weeks because of Game of Thrones. Uh, but you really should be switching in and out your your services. Because, I mean, how many... But no one does. No one does. I mean, there's no reason to have Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon Prime at all at the same time. Amazon's the harder one because it's you pay annually. So once you have it, like you're not switching it out for a show that's just at a run. So that's actually pretty smart on their part. But Netflix and Hulu at the same time, you can switch them in and out because you're not going to be watching. Even if you could be watching two different shows simultaneously, you could watch one and then the next billing period you watch on the other service. Um, a lot of people don't want to deal with the hassle of it and that, and the price point is low enough that you can kind of say, fine. Right, right whatever. Um, so I think they're both, what, like 12 13 bucks, Something like that. But, um, sorry, that's another tangent. Netflix <laughs> seems like they're raising their prices all the time, though. At least once a year. Yeah, they've the raised it a couple years. years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was inevitable, though, wasn't it? I mean, there's so much it more. It started at like eight ninety nine, didn't it? Yeah. I mean, there's so much original content now. Um, there's no way you're in. And, and they're always ra- they raise it by like a buck or two, and you know it's like eh, bah, no one thinks about it. You start getting up near twenty bucks, then it's kind of a you're gonna start thinking about it yeah. more, right? Yeah. Um, but you know you're absolutely right, Alex. Like the the cost of the there is a there is a number out there of how much it costs to entertain you for a month, and I doubt that number has actually changed very much if not actually gone up uh in in the cord cutting era video games are in an interesting spot too where unless you're one of these people who just has to always buy the new game video games are a crazy entertainment value compared to other things oh most definitely like i just re-downloaded uh i bought Final Fantasy 7 on the Switch. Mm-hmm. It was 15 bucks, I want to say. I will play that for at least 60 hours. You could have played it on the PlayStation. But then I wouldn't be mobile. I mean, if you don't want to sit with me in the same room, that's fine. I can go downstairs and just play wow. it in the dungeon. That's all right. Guilt, that's fine. Guilt, that, Alex. That does seem to be what he was inferring. It does, it? kind of. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. He was kind of saying like, hey, could you go in another room? <laughs> That's fine. 
I'll just restart it. Could you just get the fuck away from me? I'm only about seven hours (laughs) in, seven and a half hours in. You could restart it. I could. Mm. I I saw that it went up on the Xbox uh, Live store for the Xbox One, Final Fantasy VII. Mm -hmm. I sent the text to Erica, and she's like, there goes 100 hours. Pretty much. Well, it depends. Do I want to defeat the weapons? Do I want to uh, breed chocobos again? Like, I've done these things. And they are very time and labor intensive. So, But you're right, Alex. Like, the the cost for entertainment is just, it's minuscule. Well, like, the, I the think, video game. Uh, you know. This, this is why, not that they wouldn't have done it anyway, but this is why the video game publishers are trying to find new revenue streams. Because they're... They're definitely not being compensated for the good games as much as they should be. The problem is, is the bad games are the same price. Yeah. Like, I'll play something like Overwatch, which I bought for 60 or 50 bucks or whatever. And that came out how many years ago? It came out like three years ago. I've probably put, let's see, you know, five billion hours into it. (laughs) So I'm paying like one cent per hour to play Overwatch. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. And I've never bought any of the loot boxes or anything. But then you'll have, you know, I don't know what a good example would be. Spider-Man comes out for the PS4, and that's the same price. And that's like a $15 game, or 15-hour game, I mean. So, you know, games are all over the place in terms of their value. I would how say, long though, play them. I mean, even at 15 hours, not for the developers, but for an individual, $60. No, no. It's still a great value, but yeah. what I'm saying is the video game developers and the publishers aren't getting right. the amount of money that, say, a movie studio is. Right, right. You know, because they're making billions of dollars on something where they're charging $10, $15 a pop, depending on where you go and where you live. You know, it costs way less to go to a movie here than it would be, say, in New York or something. Well, and it, it, you know, that's an that's a conversation that happens a lot uh, about how do you how do you value video games and what is an appropriate how, what what's the best way to charge for them? I would say I do maintain that they should be more expensive because they've been sixty dollars since I've been buying video games, and that's about twenty years, mm-hmm. probably more than that at this point. No, they should, and you know, for whatever reason, they all of video game companies basically sat down and agreed that they weren't going to raise well no one was going to be the one to blink right right and and so they they kind of backed themselves into a corner and then they figured out hey microtransactions and then what could have been like if they had done it in a uh a modest way uh could have been a very you know a way to stabilize the market instead they went and just went hog wild with it um and dlcs and pre-order stuff and all the other junk um so you know the cost is is very the cost of video games depending on who you are can be extremely cheap um or uh it can it can add up quickly and that's you know to get kind of back around to where we started on this that's the question with google is what are all by the time you add up all of the hidden fees what is this going to cost you 
And would it just be cheaper to have a console in your house? Well, that's what we don't know, and we'll have to wait and see. Did they say, like, when we should expect announcements for that, or is this just... I think maybe there will be more stuff at E3, possibly. Gotcha. Yeah, I would expect them. So, Bob, you started playing something new this week. I did. I started The Division 2, mm. um, which uh, I haven't got a lot of time to play yet. I plan on playing more tonight. Uh, what I have played, I've really enjoyed so far. So you tried to portray it to Erica like I convinced you to buy it. That's what you went with? I was just surprised you bought another video game because you've been just kind of not interested at all. Well, you know, I really don't buy games unless something specifically calls to me about it. And a lot of games that have come out... One of the things that really bummed me out, it, it still goes back to Assassin's Creed 3 um, and how... The anguish while he was playing that game. Well, one, it was a bad game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that, that in of itself, but... You know, kind of how broken it was at the start, and um, and it, I was really disappointed because I had played uh, a lot of Assassin's Creed games up to that point. Um, I was kind of excited for the environment that it was in and all this other stuff. So um, it was such a, just such a huge disappointment, and um, and I just was getting so incredibly frustrated with how broken games are shipping. Uh, and, you know, it's like, I just don't want to bother with it. So I largely, because there was a stretch of time um, right before we started dating where I was literally buying every major release um, when they were coming out. And it was just, I just went to Best Buy every week and <laughs> came back with a new game. And I was largely playing them, um, even stuff that I wasn't terribly into. Um but, uh, so then as I kind of started, as, as time went on, it was getting frustrating. The more I put a game in, I started becoming much more selective about what I was going to buy. And then an, an effect of that was that I was having more time to hear feedback from people mm. and what they thought of the game. And... What it really came down to was there wasn't a terrible amount of games that were very compelling. Throw into the mix the fact that, um, you know, work demands are increasing. My free time was starting to dwindle. uh, That just made it even more and more selective. When I do get a game that does speak to me and does... Digs its claws in. I will stay up all night and play it. I mean, uh, of course, we have talked about horizon zero dawn on this podcast ad nauseum and i will play the shit out of the sequel when it eventually comes out um but you know it really a video game really has to sell itself to me because of the time investment necessary to finish them you know movie i can watch a mediocre movie or a bad movie even and not feel too bad about it because it's like okay it was two hours whatever three hours in the case of 
Batman v Superman Call of Dawn of Justice twice. Three and a half. So hey, that was a good episode. That was a real good episode of After the Movie. Um, Fuck you. So you know, and for everyone, for everyone, it's different. For some people, like playing video games as they're released, it's just you know, it doesn't matter terribly much how good the game is because mm-hmm. they're just getting to play, or it's their social aspect. So. Um, that was a really long way to get around to um, what I appreciated about um, the Division 2 and how in is that one it's shipped and it appears to work which is nice indeed um, an achievement yes <laughs> from Ubisoft no less um well, and Ubisoft has a good reputation lately of staying with their games long term. Yeah. I mean, the Division 1 basically saw support until the day the Division 2 came out. That's pretty big. Especially with these games as a service models where, you know, if the server turns off, Doesn't the game see. is bricked. Basically. You know? Um, so, Bob, at the beginning of the Division 2, there's like a tutorial. Yep. And you know how you have to fight up the lawn of the White House to get to the White House? Yeah, that was fun. How many times did it take you to get through that? One time. I ask everyone this question. Wow, one time? You're so good. They didn't kill you at all? Nope. Wow. I'm amazed. Can you adjust the difficulty or no? Uh, not on that tutorial, no. It's okay. one difficulty. No, I thought that I I actually thought it was fairly easy. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so <laughs> No, later when you get deeper into the game there are difficulty levels. There's normal, hard, challenging and heroic, I think. And mm-hmm. basically they throw more shit at you and the enemies have more health type of thing. Yeah. Well, what one of the things I um I I kind of liked about it was just, you know, looking at the map and playing up to the White House. It seems like um, the scale of the city is pretty close to normal. Um, you know they've res- yeah, they've restricted everything's there. Yeah, they've it's- restricted it to the National Mall, um, and not the entire District of Columbia. So, and, you know, what, that's one of the problems they've had in the past of doing cities is like, oh, the entire city is available, but you can't program all of New York City. It's not possible. It's too big. So what they do is they, they, they alter the scale and, like, you can jump from one place to another and, you know, skip a lot of boring stuff, basically. Um, this does not appear to be, like, it appears to be pretty much. Well, and a lot of the main missions will take you into, like, famous museums or places like that, you know. Yeah. You actually, at one point, go into the Capitol building, you know, so... There's a lot of cool stuff like that. The main missions are really well done. I haven't done the side. I haven't done most of the side missions yet because other stuff happens that pulls you away that I won't spoil for you mm-hmm. so you could see it. But, um, yeah, it's no, it's a really fun game, really well made. It's got all the things I want, which is, like, a interesting gameplay loop. It's fun to play. Uh, the loot's interesting to a certain degree. So, you know, I'm enjoying it. I'm, I've, I've dumped a pretty good amount of time into it. I really like the cover system. Um, yeah, you were talking about that the other day. And I really like that, like, as you as you turn up the field of battle, like, it, it puts a marker on something, and then you can just hold A, 
and move you there. Um, the, it felt very natural mm-hmm. and worked very well. Um, I like how when you duck out of cover to shoot, like it just throws your reticle right on the person and then you can float around after that, but it starts you in the right spot. Yeah. Um, that's really nice. Yeah. It's got some pretty good auto aim. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have noticed the AI at times is really smart and at times it's dumb as all fuck. Like sometimes you'll see guys (laughs) just run straight down a hallway into certain doom, but then other times they'll actually take positions and start to flank and close in on you. You know, like they'll, they'll kind of start to circle around and form a half circle around you and then close on and then close in. Um, Trying to think the other thing I've seen happen related to the AI. Oh, another thing is they're very clearly programmed where if you're aiming at them, they stay in cover. So what you have to do sometimes if you're only fighting like one guy is you look off screen like you look somewhere else and then when you look back they'll pop up to shoot at you you know so they've got like things in there that are shortcuts but i don't think most people would even notice that like if i didn't tell you i'm not sure you would have even noticed that Mm -hmm. but it did it did remind me of something from assassin's creed 3 um erica was watching when this particular event happened um i was i so the whole thing with these Assassin's Creed games is they're supposed they're supposed to be stealthy, right? Supposed to be. Supposed to be, um, but Assassin's Creed Three was particularly egregious in letting you kind of just do whatever the hell you want. Um, so I charged into uh, a situation, and I had I had to have had like twenty British soldiers around me, and they they like. They just sat there as I one by one killed each of them. Um, just dead. Okay, next one. They do the thing where they circle around you, but only one guy engages at a time. Yeah, and it's like, I should... Like it's a fucking movie. I should be dead 17 times over. And it's, you know, and you sit there and you're just like, this is so fucking stupid. Like, Why? So, um, yeah, that just it reminded me of that. So I'm looking forward to, to playing Division 2. I'm, uh, you know, it's, um, it's, a, it's a genre game I've not really gotten into so far, but I've heard such good things from people who, um, you know, typically uh, are not huge fans of franchises like that. And I've heard a lot of things like they finally got this right. And so something something else I wanted to discuss, because um, this kind of comes back around every time a difficult game releases that new from software game. uh, Oh, are you talking about the idiot who was like, there should be an easy mode on this? Okay, so we're there. So what's I always I honestly don't know how to just pronounce the name. I don't think anyone does. Sekiro. Sekiro. However you want to. Pro- I'm not even going to attempt. I just it, call so. it Shadows Die Twice. There you go. Shadows it's Die Twice. Much easier. But the conversation always comes back around when a game like this comes out. Should there be an easy mode? No. <laughs> okay. Do you, Bob? Do you want to give the other side of this argument? Do you no, play I agree. Advocate. No, I agree. Um, I, I mean, here, I'll play devil's advocate 
um, because you want me to. Thank you. But uh, so if you can't, if you throw someone into a game who's not an experienced gamer and they they jump in and they just they can't get past square one you're not going to endear them to your game at all and they're going to quit however i would say that those from software games do a pretty good job of teaching you their cadence i've heard this is the hardest one so far Harder okay. than Bloodborne, harder than any of the Dark Souls games, harder than Demon Souls. I mean, because my problem with Bloodborne when I first started playing was I was trying to play like a typical game where I just charge in, I don't block, I don't do anything, I'm just trying to power my way through. And you cannot do that in that game. Mm-hmm. You have to learn Well, actually, cadence. Bob proved you can. Shut up. He got to the part where he was fucked, but he was, he was actually doing Fair. I, I loved when we did that, like... The looks on your guys' faces, like, how is he pulling this off? <laughs> well, it wasn't going to work. You you had actually, there was no way. I had no got way. to the point I couldn't do you that anymore. You had got to the boss. There was no way you were beating that boss with no. that strategy. No. I did finally beat that boss, right? No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Did, I, did we quit? We quit at that point. Okay. Yeah. I thought I beat him. No, you did not. I did. Wait, it's up on Twitch. You can go look. You did not beat him. Bloodborne? I thought I did. No, I, thought I don't it think it was, he, wasn't it? I don't think he played Bloodborne on Twitch. Yeah, we did. That's the one that we streamed. I no. thought it was Bloodborne. No. It was. Yes, it was. 100% wasn't. Yes, it was. Okay, Smell but a pet it wasn't. here. I'm pretty sure it was. I thought it was Bloodborne. I didn't think it was Dark Souls. I think it was Dark Souls 3. But then why would we have been watching him play Bloodborne? This was at the beginning of the podcast where we were making him do things for an hour. I don't remember being there to watch that, though, because originally were. I wasn't on the podcast. It was just you two. Those first you, couple episodes. There was one episode you weren't on. I thought it was the very debating fun. history. Fuck off! It's all there. Affairs. It's all there. You can just go look. It's on Twitch. It's on my Twitch it page. It is all recorded. Yeah, maybe it you was played, Dark Souls three that you played. I think on we, I think I was going to have you play Ninja Gaiden Black because that, we, we couldn't, couldn't get, get it. that to work. That's right. right. Yes, that's, that's right. That's a soul crushing right. game. That's so right. You're right. That Alex. wasn't working. So I then apologize. we switched to Dark Souls three. Well, I'll take the apology. I mean, I'm always right. You know, um, just deal with it. Now I do now. Since I, I don't I really don't want to play devil's advocate anymore because I agree with Eric. I hate when people bitch about hard games. Uh, you, I the only thing I'll say is, if there should be like a pretty big disclaimer on there that says this is a hard game. Like, don't don't buy this if you're not gonna. Does anybody take the time. though go into a store anymore and like? Buy something without knowing anything about it? Dummies. Well, then you deserve to get taken for $60. Right. So, I I mean, I, I, it doesn't bother me. People buying games for their kids. Yeah. Yeah, but wouldn't it, wouldn't you be going to buy the game the kid asked you for? Not necessarily. I don't know. Yeah, but a 10-year-old might not know how hard a game is going to be. I guess that's fair. But, like I said, I think those games do a good job of teaching you how to play them and ramping up the difficulty. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you two would agree, but I, I think they do a good job of, of kind of not taking your hand and being like, here's a five-hour tutorial. Here, this game never gets hard. Here, Here's the thing about both. I, so I have played both games. Um, and I, I know if I had kept playing them, I would have learned how to play them. Like, I'm not that much of a gaming idiot. Um, I, I would have gotten it. I stopped playing them because it just wasn't really 
it just really didn't appeal to me very much. And not just for, not from a difficulty standpoint, but just the game itself didn't pull me in. How dare you? Blood, I don't, I don't Blood, get that. Bloodborne is a fucking masterpiece. The the setting, the music, the everything. art design. See, just, the setting just didn't do it for me. Well, you know, I think we've discussed before that you just might be an idiot. Well, I mean, that's fine. <laughs> see, give me. I see. I just that that setting does. Give me your now that mass Lovecraftian effects. horror shit. I love that shit. See, I'm just not into I'm it. I'm all about it. Like here for it. Yeah. Even yeah. like the high fantasy of uh, Dark Souls. Like I love that shit too. Like, but then I like the Mass Effect stuff as well. Yeah. I guess I'm just a more well-rounded person than you. Yeah, are. I guess so. I'm just a futurist. That's Fuck fair. everything in the past. That's fine. <laughs> I'm actually now. I'm I'm trying to think of like games that are set in similar settings that I have enjoyed and I, I actually really can't. What do you do if you're, let's say you're IGN mm-hmm. and you're going to go review Seek Your Row or whatever the fuck Shadow it's called. Twice. Yeah. And no one who works for you is good enough to play the game. What do you, you gotta, do? You got to hire an independent contractor, no? No, I yes. would argue that if you're working for IGN... You should have some proficiency at video games if you're a video game reviewer. In theory. I would say. Or you just you find somebody to plagiarize and you just do that. Oh, well, they've never done that. No. No, never. No, no. Never, never, never. That makes your job easy. <laughs> you just click over to Kotaku and just change a few words. And done. Sent and done. Do you, have any, do you have any thoughts that apparently there's going to be two new pre, um, Nintendo Switch models? Really? A yes. more premium one and a more compact one. What are the differences? No idea yet. No, it's a rumor. Yeah. Okay. The a rumor does the rumor does state that neither model will be um at the same level as either the Xbox One or the PS4. At this point I don't really give a shit about that anymore. I thought Breath of the Wild looked gorgeous. So mm-hmm. it can do what it can do and that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know? Um I don't know. I, I more compact. I'd be interested to see what that means, what that looks like. Yeah, because it's pretty compact already. I mean, it's well, apparently right over the there. more compact one is thought of as a replacement for the 3ds. Interesting. Very interesting. So I don't know because that's not like it's clunky to carry around. No, it's on the bigger side though. A little bit for to be considered like. Like a 3DS. Also has detachable parts. Right, but... So you pretty much need a carrying case for it. Mm-hmm. If you have a 3DS, you don't need a carrying case. No, I usually don't. I mean, I do have well, one, but... Well, but, I mean, unless the the replace... Uh, unless one of the models has is folding, I mean, you're still going to need a carrying case for the screen. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I'm to see what it ends up looking like. Hey, I have a question for you. Are you excited for Borderlands 3? <laughs> when I watched the trailer, I thought to myself, what took so long? Because it's been a minute since Borderlands 2. I think Borderlands 2 came out in 2012. It Seven sounds about years? right. Yeah, that's a long time. That's a long time for what looks to be 
an extremely similar game with a slight visual upgrade. Were they thinking of doing, because I thought this was the case, some sort of a massively multiplayer online thing, and that just didn't end up panning out? I don't know. Um, I mean, look, I love Borderlands 1 and 2, and if it's just going to be the same game, just more of the same, I'm pretty much fine with that at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I'm just, like, don't understand what took so long. Right. I had a really good time with the first two games. I think I that's one of the that very... two had a little bit more of a story. I but... think it's, like, the only game we've ever actually sat down and played together. We sat down and played, like, eight hours of that, and then we just kind of dumped it, and then mm-hmm. I think I finished it myself, but I don't know if you ever finished it. No, I never did. But, um, no, I enjoyed that game. Well, and Borderlands 1 is going to get a re-release, which is nice because it's not part of the handsome collection that's out there right now. I think that's also one one of the only games that we ever played online together. Very, very, very briefly, but we did for a few hours. A long-ass time ago. I don't remember that. Um, And then, you know, they also announced that the games that are in the handsome collection are going to get a 4K update for free. So that's nice. So... You know, yeah, I mean, it looks like the exact same game. I don't know what to say. We'll see. Maybe there's some sort of changes put in there. I hope they tightened up the controls because that was one thing about Borderlands is the aiming was always pretty clunky. Mm. Like if I wouldn't say it was as bad as playing like a Fallout game where it's like the aiming's so bad that they had to put an auto aim system in, you know, <laughs> but it's it's close (laughs) so i'm hoping maybe they've refined some stuff like that because if it comes out seven years later and it's the exact same fucking game well that's a little weak then i just don't understand what took so long right i mean i know they have a lot of turmoil over there because randy pitchford always finds a new way to fuck something up but you know he's leaving like porn hard drives or restaurants and stuff yeah, you didn't hear about that? No. <laughs> you should look that one That's up. That's outstanding. <laughs> but uh Well, they gave us alien uh colonial marines. Holy so fuck, remember that debacle? Yeah. Didn't they get sued over that or someone or they there sued someone? There was a someone? whole bunch of just Yeah. shit around that. Gearbox just seems like they're always in some sort of like it, it's it's almost amazing that they stay open. <laughs> it just seems like there's always something happening. Um Speaking of Alien, um, I did hear something about Fox is going to turn uh, Alien, take Alien Isolation uh, and turn it into a show or something. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what that is. I, I, I didn't think of it before it came up so i didn't look it up but I'll we're getting the check. uh 4k release of uh the original i literally shortly, right? just got an email saying it got delivered two minutes ago uh that um, or it's shipped or whatever no that it's been upgraded to day of delivery oh sweet That's so good. release day delivery so sweet. i'm excited for that that's gonna look amazing It'll look very pretty on very expensive television yes we should give that TV a name. Very expensive television. Vet? Newt. How about Herman. Alex's TV? <laughs> Cherno Alpha. I can keep going if you want. Which is the one that looks like a V? Which is the one that looks like a V? The symbol for it, it kind of looks like um, or more of a Y, really. I don't know. 
Butch Yeager? No. What? The I'm, I'm confused. What what what? Um, kaiju. Kaiju that looks like a Y. I don't know. I'll look it up. Please do. Is I'm it, curious. Yeah. Hey, you know what we've never discussed as a follow-up to the last podcast? Huh? You went and saw Captain Marvel. What did you think? I enjoyed it. I thought yeah. it was it was solid. I thought the um, uh, uh, the de-aging on Samuel Jackson was some of the best that I've ever seen. Uh, the de-aging on um, Coulson, though, looked weird, didn't it? He wasn't on screen long enough for I me to really like... I feel like they half-assed it because he wasn't there that much. He was only on there a little bit. Um, but the stuff on Sam Jackson I thought was actually impressive because it was Aquaman with Nicole Kidman where I was like... Yeah, that looked terrible. There's computers on your face <laughs> and I don't appreciate it. But um, no, overall, it, it's a Marvel movie. I went in, I was very entertained. Uh, I enjoyed what it potentially set up. Bring on Endgame. So what would your... Give me your 0 to 10. My 0 to 10... Bob? I'd say a solid, like, 7.5 to an 8. I was going to say 7. I would say 6 or 7. So I think we're all in the same range. You're right in there, yeah. It wasn't groundbreaking... Um, it's not it my favorite of the franchise, but I was I was entertained more so than I, you know, than the baseline Marvel. So what was better, Captain Marvel or Aquaman? I would say Captain Marvel was better than Aquaman. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, I just wanted to make sure you two hadn't completely jumped on the Looney Tunes train. <laughs> no, I mean Aquaman was fun, but Aquaman was big stupid fun. It was ridiculous, but I enjoyed myself. Did you hear that apparently Ezra Miller is out as the Flash? I'm surprised they're keeping anyone, like, with the exception of Aquaman and Wonder Woman. I still don't understand why they don't use the people from the TV show. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. Like, you have one already. Just use him. Yeah. And he's probably a lot cheaper than any star that you would use. Just... I don't think he's cheaper than Ezra Miller. Like is Ezra Miller? I don't know how any. any I don't know how any of that shit works. But no, I I don't know. DC is just so dysfunctional. Well, the problem was you can't do the big team up movie before you make me care about any of these characters. You did Superman completely wrong. Batman was a fucking maniac. Wonder Woman was good, but it you can't. They did it all in the wrong order. I did think, to be fair, Justice League was a solid movie. Justice League was fine. I it had wasn't. No issue it was with of it. of all of them, other than Wonder Woman. It's probably like Wonder Woman's probably the best. You know, I think Wonder Woman goes off a cliff I know, at the end. I know. Justice, Justice League is, is the second best. I like after that. For, I like that for once, Superman is like properly characterized. <laughs> yeah, like he's like a good guy. Right, exactly. You know, he's saving people. I know, like I want crazy things for my Superman. What, what a novel movies. idea. But, and I, it did have that great scene where they wake, they they bring him back from the dead and they're all fighting him. At the memorial? Yeah. yeah. And, and the Flash starts to run and His he just turns go. and looks at him and the Flash is like, oh fuck. <laughs> I'm fucked. <laughs> No, Justice League I thought was fine. Yeah. It wasn't anything special, but it was fine. I thought the the 
CG was terrible, and you had characters in there that I was just like. Well, and it, it it also had to do the giant forty five minute battle at the end, like all these movies do. Like Black Panther had to do, and Wonder Woman had to do. They all must do the giant stupid battle. At I the would end. also argue though with Black Panther, Wonder Woman to a lesser extent. Black Panther, especially though, I cared about the villain. Like in Justice yeah. League, I was like. Who, who, why? Yeah, no one cared about Steppenwolf. Why is this a, not dork? Why isn't this Dark Side? You set up Dark Side in your fucking Batman v Superman movie. Why aren't we just doing that? Who the fuck is this guy? Mm-hmm. And why do I care? He looks terrible. Random dork number one would be his name. Right. It's just ridiculous. It, it's just they tried to do the shortcut and it didn't fucking work. So now. Try build up your characters over the course, and then maybe you try it again someday. The I, I actually will say the best thing to ever come out of the DC movies, Murderverse is what we call it. <laughs> is the is the stupid? <laughs> it's where the it's the it's the behind the scenes look where Zack Schneider is showing Henry Cavill. How to break the guy's neck. Have you seen that gift? No, I haven't. You haven't? No. Okay, talk for a minute. Just okay. talk about something. No, I think we can I mean we did uh we did an episode on Justice League. We have a lost mm-hmm. episode on uh Wonder Woman that I we're going to redo because the sequel is coming out this year. I, we're pretty well versed in the the DC movies. It's just you had such an amazing trilogy with those Nolan movies. Mm-hmm. And then to come off of that and to give us what you gave us, like you they they thought you could do Superman the same way Alex is losing his shit that you could do all right one second folks I'm I'm watching a a gif <laughs> like look how happy he is look at the big smile <laughs> and I love how it pans back yeah. and you know Henry Cavill and I forget the other actor's name it's um <coughs> from Boardwalk Empire oh fuck I can't remember his it's name. on the tip of my tongue but they're just sitting there like why. What have we said? What have we signed up for? <laughs> Show Bob. Have you seen this, Bob? This is pretty glorious. <laughs> <laughs> it's everything that's wrong with Man of Steel. Yep. In, in one, one gif. In one gif. Well, and the problem was you hired Zack Snyder to direct it, who is a Batman fanboy. You can't, and he doesn't give a fuck about Superman, and it, it's palpable in the movie. You mm-hmm. can tell. And we've said this many, many times: Zack Snyder should be a director of photography, um, and that's it. Like he just should not be given the the big chair. Um, he's all style and no substance. And we, I love Three Hundred. That stupid fucking movie. Michael Three, Shannon is his name. Yes. 300's an all-time great movie. That's a flawless movie from beginning to end. I mean, there are some flaws. But he's there. also just doing an adaptation. He's, he's cop- I mean, they added a few extra things in there. You know, like the, he's the wife. He's copying like, scenes from the comic, like panel for panel. Oh, no, no, I understand that. But the stuff with the, the extra stuff with the wife and uh, fucking McNulty from The Wire, that's yeah. added in there. That's not in the original comic. Okay. And you had to get the homophobia in there because that's very important. <laughs> you know, that's that's an important thing. <laughs> well, Our arrows will blot out the sun. And Fassbender flies in with, and we shall fight in the shade. Because that's Fassbender in there. That's early period Fassbender. Yep. 
Alex, it's glorious. I got a question for you. Um, we recently stepped out and watched two movies that are outside of our normal uh, realm of movie watching. Um, have you seen either Get Out or Us? No. Do you have any desire to see them? No. All right, then let's move on to the next topic. <laughs> I'm not really into, like, <laughs> horror movies. Bob really isn't either, but I think you enjoyed both of them. Yeah, I think they're really well done. I, I, I don't know what you're, wh- why you in particular don't like horror movies, but my usual problem with them is that it's usually... Um, it's usually, well, they're usually fucking terrible. It's usually predicated on the fact that these people are morons and they make horrible decisions from start They're always to running up the stairs and not out of the house. Yes. Um, these are, I think both of these movies are very smart um, and they're, you know, they're well-directed and everything. So um, We did I, two after the movies well, on them. They'll be coming out shortly. You should listen to them. And just to get to it, you know, just to shorten this up. I just can't watch a movie where the lead isn't white. Well, yeah, we knew that. Yeah. I did like Jordan Peele being like, yeah, it's not that I don't like, like, you know, white leads, but I've, I've seen that I've movie seen a few that times. Movie. Love it. It's tasty. You know, now that we've had all the fun topics, I did want to talk about something that I don't have a good answer to, but I wanted to hear your opinions. We see a lot of the social networks starting to clamp down now on various types of speech. And, you know, it's hard. My broad question is, is how much should the Internet as a whole be moderated? Because there's certain things everyone agrees shouldn't be on the Internet no matter what. So you have your easy stuff, your child porn, your hate speech. Although that one's even murky because one person's say, hate that's speech. that's not murky anymore. One person's hate speech isn't another person's hate speech. Right. But. You've got like legitimate Nazi like sympathizers out there. Right. So, okay. So child porn, everyone agrees except the pedophiles should not be on the internet. Yes. <laughs> what else should absolutely be barred from the internet? I mean, I would say hate speech, but again, these a lot of these modes of communicating make a lot of money off of that, whether they want to admit it or not. Yeah. So they're not going to, mm-hmm. to the extent that they should. They might block out the big voices, but there's still a whole lot of it going on out there. Well, and the main reason Trump hasn't been banned from Twitter is he's just going to go on another platform, and then that platform is going to suddenly, suddenly well, gain a shitload of traction. Just, just, here's the thing. We've talked about this before on this show. If you're going to have terms of service and they're going to outlay the way that this particular mode of communication or this service, this product, says they're going to deal with hate speech and the like, then it needs to conform to that for everyone from jump. Because that's where you start running into problems. Right. If it's like, oh, well, this has been okay forever even though it was in the terms of service, but now suddenly it's an issue... We've talked about that in regards to Alex Jones or fairly or, extensively. Or we're going to let Trump stay on because he's newsworthy. Right. Even though he's a, a racist sack of shit. Um, no, I, I think the problem lies in the, in the, uh, uh, the enforcement of the rules and that they haven't been enforced 
until now, it seems like a lot more people are like, hey, you need to enforce these rules because this hate speech shouldn't be on here. Well, and also, it's easy to say, well, we could sit there and look at a tweet and say that tweet shouldn't be allowed. It's a lot harder to enforce your terms of service at scale amongst millions of tweets every day. Oh, sure. But then you but need that's to... Not that's not that's, my problem. Right. You need to hire more people or fix your or tighten up your algorithms, do whatever the fuck it is you multi-billion dollar company need to do to enforce your rules or you shouldn't have even bothered with those rules in the first place. Is Twitter making money right now? Because I know for a long time they were losing money every year. I legitimately have no idea. Yeah, not sure. But I don't know. whether they're making money or not, if that's the, the service, the terms that you laid out, and if you can't enforce what you said you were going to enforce, then maybe you shouldn't be in business. Yeah. Well, I think the question... And there are also some concerns with, you know, these multinational corporate or multi-million dollar corporations owning all of the modes of speech. I understand the concern there. However... I don't want the racist Nazi fuck able to spread his fucking hate. Well, I think, I think the question is where, where does, where do you start to apply the first amendment? Um, is it, you know, I, I fall into the camp that, uh, the first amendment protects like newspapers from the government. Sorry, go ahead. I keep interrupting. The first amendment, um, you know, does not apply to private businesses and how they want to enforce uh, their own rules. Um, fine. But it, what, you know, does that mean also, though, that um, you, people, companies that sell domains should be able to not sell a domain to somebody who is anti-Semitic? Um or, you know, are how can you just outright prevent those people from getting on the Internet at all? No, but I think once you realize what they're using that platform for, like, say, the anti-Semitic guy, you know, whatever gets on there and he's like, oh, I'm just got this is just my business. Well, what what's I mean, the- fuck that guy. He shouldn't be able to make money because he's an anti-Semitic piece of shit. But if he's not spreading his hate, yeah, right over there. Yeah. If he's not spreading his hate. <laughs> Through his flower website or whatever. Are you trying not to sneeze? Is that what's happening? No. Um. That's fine. But if he starts being like, you know, hate on that website, then that website should be shut down. Well, what what is the equivalent of the town square for the internet? And because whatever that is, that's the point where you should not be able to say you can't say stuff. You can't restrict what people say. But there is also the other side of it that free speech is kind of a fallacy in the first place. Like you can't you can't just say whatever you want to incite a, vi- a riot, for example. That's a crime. So well, I would say you can say whatever you want, but there are consequences to the shit that you. That but that's you say. the question. Like where at what point is at what point can you actually start enfor- you know enforcing? Um, your moral standards on other people, you know, is it at the ISP level 
is it at the domain level? I, mean, I don't know how any of that shit works, so I don't know. But Well, and I think a lot of people don't know how it works. So, you know, like domains are given away by private entity, entities. Well, here, here's, here's the thing to the point you're trying to make. If you're at the town square and there's a hundred people there mm-hmm. and random dude walks up to a black guy and calls him the n-word there's going to be consequences of some type you know there's going to be some sort of consequence on the internet you tweet at somebody and call him the n-word and it doesn't fucking matter you know right there's almost no consequence maybe like your account will be banned or something but just make another account and call him the n-word again you know there's no consequences on the internet to your actions. Um, I mean, Alex Jones has been deplatformed, and it clearly worked. I hear way less about him than I used to. But I did see video of him trying to eat in a restaurant the other day, but people were uh, yelling at him because he's a sack of shit and he couldn't have his meal in peace. I appreciated that. That is the kind of news I want to hear about Alex Jones. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to uh, when he loses a ton of money to those Sandy Hook parents. And that's you know that's another thing I wanted to talk about. This is the, Alex Jones is the perfect example because I've said before on this podcast, you know, I think it's a fucking act. I think it's a stupid performance. I find it entertaining at times. I would never sit there and like watch his fucking show or something, but for like a few minutes here or there, I think it's funny. The problem is, like we've talked about before, there's a bunch of people who think it's fucking real. Mm-hmm. And here's my other question is, how much should you pad the walls for people so they can't harm themselves? You know what I mean? Like, I think someone like Alex Jones should be able to exist as long as it's not a Sandy Hook situation where he was like kind of call like. He created a situation where people were going and harassing people, you know? Well, right, because he said it was all a big lie. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's what his most of his career has been built off of, is that kind of shit. But, and I'm not, I'm not talking about him specifically. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. But what I mean is, you or I or Bob can read Alex Jones or watch Alex Jones, and we take it for a grain of salt. It's like, okay, he's like an well, idiot. Well, we look at him as the clown that he is. Yeah. Right. Then you have other people who are watching it, and they think it's legitimate news, and they think he's, like, calling out the news organizations on their bullshit, and he's exposing the truth. Well, and the whole thing is there is bullshit. And they're crisis actors. To be called out on in mainstream yes, media, for absolutely. sure. And that's the problem. There is. Right, exactly. Because they are not faultless at all. But no. then you also have... Uh, I lost the other point that I wanted to make. There's uh, there's people out there, more usually majority white people, who are like feel like they're getting some of their power taken away because we're talking about equality now or trying to make things better. So they mm-hmm. go to somebody like Jones who's like... Same reason they rallied behind the fucking idiot, the big idiot. It's, oh, he's he's validating my thought. So I'm going to stick with this guy because he thinks like I do. Yeah. Uh, He's also a racist sack of shit. Well, you know, it's the the part of it that makes it so tough is the right has worked so hard to 
you know, make people stupid <laughs> through bad educational policy, mm-hmm. um, particularly through the South. Yep. Um, you know, there it, any idiots up here too, Bob. I mean, there are, there's th- idiots everywhere. It's not. Idi- it's not. No, there's. It's not relegated to the South. There's idiots everywhere, but um, it, I, their I, their method in the South has been particularly effective. You go back; it wasn't that long ago that Texas was actually a uh, a very strong blue state, and now it is very opposite of that. Oh, that's how you get Ted Cruz. Um, also, he, real quick, I don't mean to derail you. He needs to shave that fucking beard. All right, he is ruining beards for everyone. Get it the fuck off your stupid face. End rant. Go ahead. So can fuck I shave now? So I'm not like Ted Cruz. You are an example of a good beard. Do not act like you do not like your beard. I know you like your beard. Stop it. Um, but you know, it, as if you you get to a point though where you can't have a conversation with people because they're they just won't accept basic facts or even simple science anymore. And like, how do you how do you start that conversation? You don't. You can't. And you have idiots out there that believe that the the, the world is flat. Right. Like, if you find out that that is what that person is about, it's just like, I can't have a conversation with you because you are willfully a moron. Right. So, it's and you're fighting a lot of that right now. There's mm-hmm. a lot of willful ignorance and well, people stupidity. just proud to be like, yeah, I don't care. I don't need to know stuff. Well, that's that's the point I'm trying to get around to is what do you do on the internet because that's obviously where everything is going and everything is the most important and all the development in the future is what do you do about people that are so stupid that they can't read things and make a judgment on its uh, legitimacy I don't think you can do anything I think we're too far gone personally well I but think the pro- but, but the problem is but the problem is, just to bring it back to Alex Jones, you have someone like Alex Jones who you have to, you deplatform because people are too stupid to realize what's going on. Oh, no, and I agree. That he's a snake oil salesman. Right. So why did, like, you see what I mean? That, like, well, I think. It's an impossible you know, situation because all you've done is make a martyr of him to those people that follow him. A few weeks ago um, in Salt Lake, I had the opportunity to see uh, Barack Obama speak. And, um, oh, so you're one of them. I was one of them. Uh, you're one of the sheeple. I know other people who were there who were not able to get in the room. Really? And they were all very angry. I'd be they were like, off. You, you actually, you were in the room? I was in the room. I was in the room where I it happened. I was in the room. The room where, <laughs> God damn it, why didn't I think of that at the time? Uh, anyways, um, and one of the points he made was, you know, there are things that business can't do. Um, I'm sure Qualtrics loved to hear that. He probably did, and, and you know, and it was uh, he. They probably really liked too when he said, "You got to pay your taxes." Um, but uh, he, you know, he made the point. There's a reason government exists, you know, because there are there are things that don't make money that need to still get done. You know, it, there, there's not there's not money to be made in enforcing the law, but you still have to do it to maintain a society. 
and that's eventually where we need to get to is the government there is going to have to be some level of regulation and there's probably going to need to be an entire government agency dedicated to finding falsehoods on the internet and just shutting it the fuck down that's never gonna happen but I think that's the only thing that could be effective. I'm not but saying then, that it wouldn't you, be effective. You, it's just never going to happen. In that situation, let's say that agency exists now. Well, that agency would be under the control of a guy who's living in a fucking alternate reality. Well, it would have to be something... It would have to be an agency that has its own degree of autonomy. Where it's filled not by people who are appointed, but people who... It, it's You're in there for longer than the sitting president is. Mm-hmm. Like they try to do with the FBI and the the, the CIA. And I mean, it would essentially have to be a law enforcement agency, right? Right, and you know that I know that's a tall ask. I don't see a different way to do it though, because businesses do not give okay. a shit. They don't give all a they care about is making money, and yeah. to a degree, that's all they should care about. To, you know, really, like there, there's a reason a business is a business. Um, I will say, though, then then get rid of the terms and services where you say that you do care. Because if you obviously don't care, then don't have that in there. Well, I think that would be something that would have to would be under the domain of this agent, this hypothetical agency is to be able, you know, to go and say, listen, you're not you're not uh, enforcing your terms of service, either enforce it or get rid of it or change it. Um, And there should be penalties for that. Um, and right now there aren't, there's, there's no penalties and the internet. The internet is the wild west. There's no law. Um, and that's got to change. It really, it does. And, you know, I, I think eventually it will. Um, but it might take a lot longer than we would like it so to. So you, see, you're not counting on the road warrior wasteland as I am. Assuming a society does not collapse, um, it will eventually happen, okay. I think, because it, it it has to. I mean, the disinformation, people not believing, or people believing just random things that one guy with two Twitter followers says, is ridiculous. Well, and the fact that, and we ran into this with somebody uh, that we know recently, where they they showed us something they saw online, and it was just like, you you realize this is like insanity right this is like not true like did you go somewhere else to validate this information no no it's right here <laughs> well, and that's the thing like you know and there's and so that's, a, that's a lot to ask though because not everybody yeah. has a ton of time to be like well let me validate every single thing i read i on mean the i saw i saw something on the internet the other day and it was this like it was this little water slide with a bunch of ducklings and the ducklings were going down it and the what the person said was, let's just take a minute to appreciate that someone built this water slide for ducklings and the ducklings are here for it. And I'm sure the next couple comments were the most hate-filled pieces of vitriol that you've ever seen. Not that. The, the comments after it were, you realize that there's food that they're dangling in front of these ducklings oh, I to, see. Right. that they can't reach, so then they fall down the slide. So... And like this is a bit, this has been a thing, and it's like, you know, and and that's fairly innocuous, but it just goes to show like this is how information 
is There's misrepresented. There's so much that you you can't take just at face value. Right, you can't, not very little. There are people who think Tom Cruise is tall. He's standing on an apple cart, guys. I hate to be the ones that, an apple crate, I hate to be the one to tell you that. I think he's shorter than I am, and I'm short. I am a short person. How short is he? He's pretty short. Is he? He might not be shorter than me, but he's pretty fucking short. <laughs> but uh, you know, it, but but like you said, like that it is a it is a tall ask um, for people to you know validate every little piece of information. But think about it: every time you share a tweet, um, you know that's. You're you're essentially validating whatever that tweet was. Yep, pretty much. And if it if that is if it is based in fact and it's wrong, now you're spreading false things. Yep. Oh, and I'm sure that all we've all done it. Yeah. You know, not maliciously, but No. I mean I've tried a lot harder lately to not do that. Um Well I always try I'm, and stop and think about it before I do it. Right. You know, like it's one thing to to share opinion, but like if it's if it's something that's presenting as a fact, I'm so hesitant to hit that share. Yeah, because you never know. You never know. Never know. I actually I had a, a, an interesting occurrence a few years ago before I quit Facebook, um, fighting with uh, some people online with a former roommate of mine, and uh, oh, I remember this. And th- we were debating, uh, you know, the military budget versus the Medicare budget. And I said something to the effect of, like, you know, the, the U.S. military budget is far more than anything else. Like, you know, shut up. And he's like, go look it up. I was like, okay. And to my surprise, the budget for Medicare was actually bigger than the military budget. And I, you know, I went back and, and I said, you know. You did admit you were wrong. I was wrong. You're right. And I looked it up. Um, and, you know, that was a, that was an interesting experience for me to actually get corrected and realize that. And not lose your mind. Well, yeah. And it's like, okay, I was wrong. Um, not a lot of people are willing to do that. Um, so it's, it, it's a hard thing. And I, I hope we see the solution in our lifetime. I don't know that we do. Um, that is also assuming the planet doesn't boil before then. I, well, that's the thing. Global warming is like bearing down like a Mack truck. We're all fucked at this point. I know that every generation always does this. But the generation that's coming after ours, the young people now... They're mostly seem to be complete morons. There are exceptions, of course. I feel like I run into so many people who are like 15 to 25 who are just total idiots. I will say also, though, Alex, my initial inclination towards people in that age range is just hatred and rage anyway. Because it's just... I, I don't know what it is. It it just did. I don't know if it's like they they appear to be stupid or I, I just don't know. But that's I, I'm just telling you that's my initial inclination towards them. 
I don't know if it's uh, so much that they're stupid so much as, um, you know, they've, they've grown up in such a radically different environment than what we did. And well, and you're coddled. Yes. And we were too, to an extent. Yes. I mean, the helicopter parenting and... The, and the snowplow parenting does wait, no one any favors. What, what is snowplow parenting? Uh, I actually read an article about it in the New York Times because I'm a coastal liberal elite where it's those parents who just clear all obstacle and hardship out of their children's oh. way so that when they go away to college, they're just frozen yeah. with like, I don't know how to deal with things. Yeah. I can't do laundry. I don't like the sauce that's on that food in the cafeteria. And it's giving me an anxiety attack. Well, that 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 really frustrates me. Cause like, and it's not the kid's fault. That's the no, thing. You yeah. have fucked this kid so hard. Yeah. Because it's like, this isn't life. Life is adversity. Life is hard. Life sucks. Mm-hmm. And you're doing no one any favors by clearing away... Anything that might you know challenge you in any way? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's not that is a terrible thing to do. Yeah, it was a few weeks ago. Snowplow parenting it was very it's interesting. A, yeah, I, I'd heard the term uh, recently, and I was like, wait, what is it? But it's it's a depressing as fuck article because there legitimately was some girl who went away to college and was like, they made food that I didn't like, so I had to come home, and it's like. You are so fucked. Well, you're the, so fucked. The other, the other problem is though, I, I think one of the one of the reasons you've gotten this effect is this idea of permanence, and you can't make mistakes anymore, or they will follow you forever. You know, you can't get arrested. Um, well, if you're white, you can. If you're white, maybe, yeah. Um, but you can't get arrested and. Uh, you know, the cops don't just pull you up to your parents' house and say, your son was being an idiot. Don't let him do it anymore. No, you get booked. You get a record. Um, as a juvenile, yeah, that can be expunged. That will be sealed. But if that makes any kind of news, you, you, it's going to follow you forever. You're going to type that person's name in and it's going to show up. So, like, to a degree... I I understand why, but you still gotta let getting arrested is a pretty like you you can like. But I think that's where a lot of people's heads go. Like I've done a lot of dumb bullshit, and I've never been arrested. I think, and there's probably stuff that I should have been arrested for, but I haven't been. But you know, it's a low bar. Yeah, but you know, that's the thing. I think that's what a lot of people are worried about: is that their kids will get into trouble and their lives will be ruined. But it's like, you got to let your kid screw up a little. Well, and if you're worried about that, then maybe you need to teach your kid to be a better human being. Like, maybe get a little informed consent information in there, if that's a worry. So you don't end up like some swimmer from fucking Stanford. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy hard. But, you know, it's like, you got to let your kids go out. You got to let them live. You got to let them learn. Um, And, like, I get frustrated when people, like... Uh, can't like I want to say change their oil but they've made cars so difficult to do anymore like that's a bad example change a tire change a tire you can't change a tire that's pretty bad 
But, you know, a lot of people just never are given the opportunity to learn how to do that. Or shown. Like... I mean, I was never shown. I had to figure it out myself, but... And, you know, our the way our our society is kind of moving, like, so much of it is don't fix it, just replace it. And there's definitely that cost-benefit to it where it's usually cheaper to... Or it's same price as just replacing um, as it is to fix it. And, you know, I've run into that so many times where it's like, I'm not going to... I'm not going to fix this. I'm just going to get a new one. You know, it's uh, not, but if you don't have, like, owning a home has been an interesting experience. Well, because it's always something. There's always something to fix. And, you know, you have, like, if we didn't know how to do so much of that stuff, imagine how much money we would have paid contractors to do stuff, you know, just around the house. A lot ton and not that i don't support small business owners um sounds like you don't bob but you know the, you should be able to do some stuff you should be able to to take care of yourself well not only that but baseline there's certain things you should be able to figure out how to do you should be able to figure out how to do the laundry it's not that difficult yeah laundry is not hard fixing a tire i could see where that some people would balk at that but again it, it's not that hard if you own a car, know how to change a tire. More so to be safe, because if you get, like, something happens in the middle of fucking nowhere, you don't want to be stuck. Yeah. Can we talk about wrestling now? Or was there anything else you wanted to chat about? Do you have anything else? Bob? Well, it's WrestleMania season. Bob can chime in with some wrestling. I mean, I haven't been watching at I haven't all. been either. I still got opinions. At all. I, I don't even know if, like, my normal gripes are even valid anymore. <laughs> I assure you, they are. <laughs> well, we can I talk about things in general. I mean, do you want to go down the card and you can maybe give some thoughts? I was just going to say, let's because Mania is this coming Sunday. How so long is this card? It's long. Right now, there's, fifth, there's 14 matches. Jesus Christ. There's going to be, end up being more. There'll be more. And then Bob got up and walked away. I'm coming right back. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, Alex, I think let's uh, just do a quick kind of preview. Maybe we'll do the uh, the WrestleMania card. Maybe go through the TakeOver card. And yeah, just, who, yeah. who knows what'll be main show or not, whatever. But, I mean, we could start right off the bat because there's some controversy over this. That there's going to be, again, the, the two battle royals. So we could start with the men's battle royal, which I don't think anyone really... Does anyone care about it? I mean, I think Braun Strowman will probably end up beating up those two geeks from SNL. Like, why? Why are we even doing that? What is the point of this? Crossover. SNL? It's in the NBC family. Also, way to fucking nerf Braun Strowman. Yeah, he's been totally ruined. Like, remember when he was ripping shit down with, like, grappling hooks and stuff? Well, it's like it's like another guy. They do the thing where it's the big jacked up dude. And they push him. And they push him. And they push him. And then one day they realize, fuck, it's really hard to make a guy your world champion if he can't wrestle. <laughs> you know? Like, they do this all the time. They did it with the female equivalent, Nia Jax. Mm-hmm. It's like they made Nia champion. It's like, oh, shit. 
now Naya's in like a featured match every show. Yeah, but this is, this is the problem, though. They keep doing that. They don't learn from the mistake. And it's like, I would still argue that you can't have Braun in like a 25-minute barn burner. But five to ten minutes, sure. And he does stuff that is entertaining. Just you may have to change the flow of the match a little bit. Yeah, it's always entertaining to watch him run into things because it's the only way he can be hurt is if he hurts himself. <laughs> um, and then you have the women's battle royal, which Asuka will be in. And all the other SmackDown women except for Charlotte and Becky. Do you want to go? No, I don't. There's no reason to. I mean, Asuka's got to be making decent money, but don't you just stop and look around and be like, what the, what, what the fuck happened? Remember NXT? Well, she's Those been on times. a downward spiral since she lost to Charlotte at the last WrestleMania. And it's kind of funny that they bookend that with her losing to Charlotte again right before WrestleMania. Yeah, that... And, and Charlotte's supposed to be the heel. Why did they just... Okay, if you want to do this, whatever. Why didn't Charlotte at least cheat? Because that would have made sense. So are they uniting the titles at Mania? I no one knows. Maybe. Because it's maybe like maybe Becky if Beck whoever wins, maybe right. Becky would win both. Cuz what's the point of why does Charlotte need that going into the Well, match? I think the feeling is Charlotte needed something because she has no momentum. She had no momentum. Oh, the momentum. The dreaded momentum. Well, she hasn't I mean, I thought I actually read something that Charlotte hasn't won a match in like months. You know, up until that Oscar win, Charlotte hadn't won a match on TV in like four months or Okay, something. then why did she get a title match then if she's been losing all the time? I'm not I understand I'm looking for logic in places that it doesn't exist, Alex. I know, I know, yeah. I know. But, it, it, I mean, and to another point, I do kind of think it's better to put, potentially, we'll see what they do, potentially unify the titles uh, rather than do a SmackDown women's title match with Asuka and let's say Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Let's like, I think that was the rumors. There was going to be like a triple threat with those three or some combination of those three in a match that no one would have cared about. I mean, no one was going to care about that match. So. But then that's your fault for making people not care about the characters or the title. Right. I'm no, it's absolutely their fault. But what I'm saying is maybe it was a positive that they recognized that they blew it and just cut the match. I don't know. Maybe. I, it's just... Because it... one thing is, you know, even though the show's going to be like 90, 95 hours long, which is probably a low estimate, uh, and there's going to be 25 matches on it, they'll end up like, you know, all those matches, like there'll be a bunch of matches that'll be short. Oh yeah, <laughs> they'll be they'll be like cut for time. Well, for Alex, some we've got the dumb uh, musical thing we got to do. We've got to have the musical guest play. Uh, uh, we got a bunch of dumb comedy bits we got to do in the back. There, there's stuff we got to do. Hey, say so when so when does this all start on Friday? Well, it starts on Sunday. WrestleMania is on Sunday. Takeover starts on Friday. Takeovers Isn't usually takeover only like usually like six or seven. Seven usually, I think. Yeah. And takeover is. 
usually about two and a half hours. Right. They, they started at two. Now they are usually about two and a half hours. They usually run over. And we'll get to takeover because that takeover card is stacked. Also, two and a half hours, perfect. Yeah. Oh, but there's no... Look, unless every match is going to be like a four plus star match, you can't do six hour shows because by the time you get to something good, you're exhausted. You're so beat down. Yep. And the crowd's so beat down and the crowd's a big part of the show. Well, because you've been there, well, forever. and all of those people have been in. The, for They've been mania. there before it even started. Right. Sorry. No, not only that, you're there before it started. You I'm get just there. To take it out like day one, <laughs> right away. You get there early, but then you were at the Hall of Fame last night. You were at Takeover on Friday. You were you were at the Access shit all day. You're wrecked. Yeah. Can we talk about that? I really, I actually would like to go back and do another WrestleMania. I had a good time. Why? I thought it was it was Why? a good time. Well, Alec, now I don't know. I I think New Orleans may have been particularly good because it's such a small city and everything was so well contained. Well, and everyone that we ended up meeting ended up being pretty cool. And the only real WWE sanctioned thing we did was WrestleMania. We went to a lot of the indie stuff. They're trying to clamp down, They are. Though. I saw that for Tampa. Yeah. They're trying to clamp down, though, and buy up all the arenas Which is nearby for that week so other people can't use it. I think that's ridiculous. I mean, I see both sides of it. What do you I care, think... though? Why are you worried about that? You're already making all of the money in the universe. Right. I, I understand from their perspective that they view it like you're piggybacking, piggybacking off of us for Well, that's absolutely what they are. Right. That's what they're doing. Right. I just don't have a problem with that. No, I don't. I think it's great as a fan. I don't have a problem with it. I'm just saying from their perspective, they want to control everything. Which I understand. By the, by the way. Yes. Did you see they did some sort of press conference for WrestleMania in Tampa? And they had do's and don'ts for the press when writing about pro wrestling. No, I didn't see that. <laughs> they told them stuff like, do call it sports entertainment. Don't ever call it wrestling. Our our superstars are superstars. I hate this fucking company. They're not wrestling. I hate it with all of my heart and all of my soul. And by the way, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what right now. Anyone who's there who's going to write about that event, if I'm sitting there and they say that to me, and let's say I work for, I don't know what newspapers there are down there, the Tampa whatever the fuck newspaper, if they're saying all this to me, it's like I'm going to do everything on the don't list, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, like, your, what, your, your event is called... WrestleMania. What are they going to do if you all do it? Are they going to pull all your credentials? No, no they're not. No. They're desperate for coverage. Oh yeah. I would just call, I'd be the whole article. I'd be like pro wrestler, pro wrestler. Well, as soon as you tell me wrestler. I can't do something, I'm like, you need to go fuck yourself. How's that? But they do. They're going to call it sports entertainment the whole fucking time. Well, you know what? If that's what you want your shitty brand of professional wrestling to be called. Good. By the way. Call it that. I don't know who it was, but I saw there was a clip on NBC this past uh, week when Linda McMahon was announced to that she's resigning. Yeah, her what's post. up with that? Well, she's going to go work for Trump. She's going to head his super PAC. Stop it. Really? Yes. That's disgusting. She's going to work for Trump. Ugh. Um, 
so anyways, they were talking about this on NBC and the host kicked it off to whoever was going to talk about it. And when the host started the thing, he said, you know, part of her Linda McMahon's legacy is she ran a pro wrestling company. And the guy said pro wrestling and they cut to the other guy and the other guy goes, I just want to say I'm so happy you didn't say sports entertainment. So there's like some random guy working at NBC who knows everything who knows about what's this. Up, yeah. But and that guy, he would say pro wrestling a million times if he was writing an article. They hate what they are. It's so stupid. But anyway. Anyway, yeah, whatever. Asuka has been dramatically mishandled from day one from as soon as she stepped onto the main roster and we all knew it was going to happen right well you know look realistically she can't really speak english she's not prototypically what they like in the women then why did you hire her because it's like a diversity hire it's the same reason that on every single broadcast they always make sure they have at least the one token black guy or the one token woman. They always do that. No, I know. It's I not know. about who's the best. They have like quotas they see as needing to be filled rather than hiring someone who's good at the job. You know, I really fucking hope. Regardless of race and gender. I really, 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 really hope that AEW does well and that there's actual legitimate like competition. It'd be nice. It would be really, really nice. I mean, who knows? what's gonna happen but it would be really really nice if there is because it's i'm so i I don't watch anymore because it's garbage it's just not worth my time what's next on the card alex what else you got oh we're gonna be here for an hour yeah i know uh daniel bryan against kofi kingston for the wwe championship i think that should be pretty solid it'll probably be good I think Daniel, you know, he's past his prime. He's had all the injuries. Uh, Kofi also pretty much past his prime at this point. And they're telling a compelling story, though. It's it's well, it's, it's been a little convoluted. But that's WWE. Everything is convoluted, and it's a little bogged down because they're doing several of those stories of the little the guy, type the of underdog thing. thing going on. But um. I mean, Daniel Bryan calling him a B-plus player is a beautiful callback to the past. Yeah. uh, Which I appreciate. But, um, yeah, I think that'll be one of the better matches on the card. It should be. But I just feel like Daniel Bryan has not been delivering up to the level that I've been expecting lately. Mm -hmm. Like him and AJ. I don't think him and AJ had good matches. And how do you have bad matches with AJ Styles? I mean, AJ and Nakamura had a bad match, so... Well, Nakamura, he's just cashing the paycheck, and he's enjoying his, you know, his family's living in Florida. They like it in Florida. He goes surfing. He doesn't give a shit. I mean, he's uh, he's retired. He's basically <laughs> retired. What we got next? I'm not going to name these <laughs> the stupid names. I'm not doing this, but Bailey and Sasha Banks, the WWE Women's Tag oh, Team Champions. Oh, was that the four-way? Versus Beth Phoenix and Natalia versus Billy Kay and Peyton Royce versus Nia Jackson Tamina. Well, you got Nia Jackson Tamina in there, so it's just... Why couldn't it just be... I know it's two babyface teams. Why couldn't it just be Bailey and Sasha against Natalia and Beth Phoenix? Because... Because that would probably be a really good match. Right, and we... The, yeah, we can't have that. By the way, I can't remember if I said this to you already or who I said it to. Beth Phoenix came out on Monday 
and like some sort of sleeveless top she was gigantic and not in the Nia Jax gigantic way the good gigantic way she was fucking huge she picked up Tamina like she weighed like three pounds I mean Beth I don't know why Beth retired so early Maybe she just didn't want her body to get run down. Maybe. I don't blame we'll her for see. that, I'm, I'm interested to see how she's going to be in this match. I, you know, the problem is she's never going to get to, like, really work with the really good people. She's going to be trying to work around, like, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce and Nia Jax and Tamina. Yeah. Well, and it's a bit of a clusterfuck, too, because it's the four-way tag match. So Yeah, I mean. how does they, how are they doing it? Are they doing the one where it's, like, there's just two people in at a given time? I don't know. Because it's just, just you know, do tornado where, like, you tag do the, where everybody's yeah, fucking in there. I'd man. rather just see like eight people just running around. Exactly. Because it's going to be a clusterfuck. Just embrace the clusterfuck. What's next? <laughs> this by, is going so well. This by is the, going by, by great. The way, by the way, how mad do you think Sasha Banks is that she's in a bullshit match oh, like this? Oh, she's, she's mad. Well, other women are headlining the she's show. She's mad. She's furious. She's very mad. I guarantee mad. you she's furious. Honestly, her, Bailey, yes, they should be mad. Use that anger. Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. This could be good. Yeah, it could be good. Roman's got to win, right? There's no I way mean, Roman doesn't win. <laughs> so he's back. Yeah. He's been back for a while. Yeah, he's been Has back. he? Mm-hmm. Well, good for him. Yeah. How big was the pop when he came back? Oh, it was huge. I mean, I think... I've already felt like the crowds coming down. <laughs> it didn't take long, huh? Well, because they just book him. They, it's always, everyone's booking's bad. Right, everybody's booked like so shit. So no one is hot. You're always ever hot when you come back. Right. And then you're around for like a week. And, and they're like, like oh, oh that, that's right. They don't know how to write anybody. Okay, cool. But you know, Drew's really good. And, and Roman's good in the ring too. Yeah. So yeah, this could be a fun match. Yeah, it, it could be good. If it's just the big mean guy match, it could be good. Uh, Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio. I think that has some potential. They're both, you know, very, very old. But, and Kurt Angle is just, no, what would you say? Samoa Joe. I'm sorry. You want better for Samoa Joe. Not that Rey is like, I think Rey's in some of the best shape he's been in the last 10 years. But, and it could be fun. I like seeing the little guy... And the the big fucking, you know, dinosaur go at it. So it just seemed like they were building towards Rey Mysterio versus Andrade Cian Almas, even though he's just Andrade now. And the mask versus hair match. Can we fucking talk about Ali? Why do they bother giving them these names? When they're just going to why do they show why Why does anyone have two names in NXT? If you know what's going to happen. Just get people used to the one name. Right. Yeah. Because every time I hear it, I'm just like, it makes me fucking crazy. Anyway. AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. You're going to get a good RKO out of it. This, I think this will be that one time a year where Randy Orton. Randy shows up. Okay. Randy cares. And they have, like, a really good 15-minute So you're calling sleeper hit of the night, then? Uh, I don't know if it's going to be the best match of the night. Uh, would it be a sleeper? Sleeper hits is would different it, than best match of the night. Would it be a sleeper to expect a good match between AJ Styles and Randy Orton? I mean, I haven't seen a lot I of feel, AJ lately. I feel like 10 years from now, they would still have a good match. 
Shane McMahon versus The Miz. With the story they've built around it, fine. I don't need Shane McMahon wrestling anymore. There is no reason Shane McMahon should have a match at WrestleMania. What's he going to fall off? I don't know. What hasn't he fallen off yet? There'll probably be a balcony spot or something. Isn't there a... uh, It's false count anywhere, right? Yes. Yeah, so he's fallen off a balcony from somewhere. Something stupid. Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin. There's no way. There's no way this is what actually happens, right? John Cena like (laughs) brings him on the way down to the aisle, and that would be ideal because of the symmetry. But I just have a feeling they're gonna just stick to this shitty match. And Baron Corbin, this is one of these guys, you know, like. Nia Jax, I understand why Nia Jax has a job and she's going to be pushed forever because of the rock blood. Okay, I get it. It doesn't matter. She could be terrible. She can't talk. It doesn't matter. Rock blood. Why does Baron Corbin have a job? I don't know. I mean, he's like, he all he's got is that he's tall. He's not even Vince's type and that he's the tall. He's not like he's a tall guy who's good looking. Uh, he's not particularly muscular. He's not in particularly good shape. He can't fucking wrestle. He can't talk. He doesn't really even get heat. He's got the change the channel heat. Like, oh, it's Baron Corbin. And we're done. I'm going to watch the football game. <laughs> you know? Like, Alex, I, I don't, don't understand get it. it. I don't understand. He's another guy who you were moderate. Vince got, has a heart on for him or something. Maybe he's got some tapes or something. I don't know. Next match. It'll just be a shame if that's Kurt Angle's actual retirement match. Oh, it's going to suck so much that, getting beat by Baron Corbin. That'll be a fucking shame. Triple H versus Batista. Triple H's career is on the line. I mean, we already kind of talked about this earlier, right? This is going to suck. And what does he mean by career? Is he just out of WWE altogether? Or just in no, the ring in career? Ring. Okay. Ring. Hasn't he done this before? Well, there was an end of an era. Well, everyone, everyone always retires a million times. That's right. whatever. Nothing, he's not it never losing. Sticks. It he's never going sticks. to win. It's Triple he's H, get, exactly. He's got to get his win back over Batista from like 5,000 years ago. This match is going to be terrible. <laughs> it's probably going to be bad. Yes. Especially since Triple H is coming off that surgery because he hurt himself at the uh, Crown Jewel show. Hmm. Yeah, it's not going to be good. It's going to be bad. Next match. Maybe they'll figure something out. Nah, it's going to be Maybe, bad. like, Chris Pratt runs down to the ring and jumps Triple H or something. That would be funny. You know, I don't know. Like, all the people from Guardians of the Galaxy show up to attack Triple oh, H. none of them would be caught dead there. Maybe Vince, Vin Diesel. Maybe. In a <laughs> Vin group, Diesel shows up. In a group up, costume. Everyone's like... What? These people are like, wait, Vin Diesel's in Guardians of the Galaxy? <laughs> Buddy Murphy versus Tony Nese. Oh, that's like the first match on the pre-show, That's right? like a pre-show, yeah, whatever. Um, I think that could be solid. I heard Buddy Murphy's kind of killing it. But, meh. Buddy Murphy's been really good. Maybe like the most improved guy in WWE this year. So really that could be good. a good match. It probably will be. It's just because it'll be on the pre-show. And, and in be front like, of like 20 people. There will be like some random commercial in the middle of it. Okay. Advertising the network to people who own the network. And here's the thing. Don't put commercials in your fucking, uh, during your matches in the pre-show. The advertising of the network 
to people who own the network is the dumbest thing. It's so stupid. Especially when it's in the middle of a match. It's like, could you have do some you, respect you for me? your product, please? Here's the thing. If they want to do that, because I know they also tend to stream the pre-show on YouTube or Facebook or whatever. Picture or picture. Well, if you want to do that, do it. But for the network feed, don't cut to commercial. Right. That's not that hard. No. I know they could do it. It's not a difficult thing. Or you picture in picture. At least let me watch the match. I don't need to hear what's going on. Your commentary is usually dog shit, so... Yeah, it'd actually be an improvement. I I do want the... I so desperately would love to have a feed on the network where you get all audio... Except but for... But the commentary. Yep. That would be way better. It would I mean, be. I think that would be way better. Oh, it would be. Oh, there's definitely been matches that we've been live for that I'm like, oh, fuck, I can't wait to get home and watch this. And then I watch it at... Uh, and I'm like, oh, no, that's right, the commentary. That's completely <laughs> ruined this match for me. That's never happened before. It happens always. No. Never once has the WWE commentary in the last 15 or so years enhanced what was actually going on. The only time it did was because they shut the fuck up when Daniel Bryan finally turned on Bray Wyatt in that cage match. And he was well, sitting on top of the cage. That's what I'm saying. They didn't fucking say anything. Like, they knew to be quiet and let it just, let this moment land. Seth Rollins against Brock Lesnar? That'd be good. Should be. Yeah. I think that'll be one of those matches where Seth just runs all over the place and jumps off of things. Oh, yeah. And Brock just stands there and looks mean and, you know, sells. Seth's killing himself for you. That'll be a good match. Brock's matches when he's wrestling the littler guys are so good. Oh, yeah. For sure. Him and Finn had an awesome match. And then, of course, you have the main event. Actually, the main event. I was worried when they first said it was the main event. You know how they used to tell CM Punk, like, oh, you're in a main event. It's like, no, I'm not going on last. It's not the main event. They actually did clarify. It's the main event. Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair. Did we miss an Intercontinental title match or no? That's Bobby Lashley and Finn Balor. Okay, yeah. No one cares. Yeah, no one cares. Okay, go ahead. And Ronda Rousey. And you have to give credit to Ronda for all her stupid shit like the Sandy Hook crap. She's been great. And there's no way they're going on last without her. Oh, no. For sure. Yeah. No, 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 no. Never happens without Rousey. And, right, fuck all of her horrific beliefs that she holds. This should be a good match, though. It should be. Let them go. Give them time. And just... I'm worried about some stupid finish. As you always should be. Like, like I'm worried about something like Becky pins Charlotte so she only wins Charlotte's title. That would be you really, know? really, really stupid. I don't know what they're going to do. We'll see if they say this week. And they could change their mind like right before right. the fucking match. I will but. say, though, that it needs to be Becky standing tall. With the win, with both the titles. Becky needs to beat Ronda. Yep. Like, this is what you brought Ronda in for, is to get somebody else over. Becky needs to beat Ronda. She can beat Charlotte any fucking time. It doesn't matter. She's beaten Charlotte before. She has to make Ronda tap out in the middle of the ring. Mm -hmm. Like, that needs to be the finish. Yep. I'm not expecting it. But I would like to be pleasantly surprised. I, I'll say that I had the same feelings about uh, Brian from 30. 
I never thought they'd let him win that main event. And he did. I'm even more worried about this one. I think he tapped out Batista, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know. We'll see what happens. No, and I think you're very right to be concerned. Because, you know, that was an example of them stumbling into something and actually deciding to do the right thing. And as we've seen over the years, that's not that doesn't happen very often. It's really mind-boggling how bad WWE is at storytelling. On the main roster, yeah. (laughs) It is. It genuinely is. All right. You ready for NXT TakeOver New York? Yes. Probably the match I'm looking forward to the least. Well, that's not true. Maybe not the least. I'm probably looking forward to the women's championship match the least. But... Got the War Raiders, Hanson and Rowe, against Alistair Black and Ricochet. Why do you hate women? I just hate bad, bad matches. I don't like the randomly thrown together tag team, but I think that should be fun. Also, Alistair Black and Ricochet are supposed to have a tag match against the Revival this week for the Raw tag team titles. So... Maybe they win the ROG tag team titles and then don't win the titles in NXT. I don't know. Can we get the revival out of WWE, please? That's the so that's the other thing. Right now there is no tag team championship matches announced for WrestleMania other than the women's. For the women's. So they're probably going to announce things this week. But who knows? Uh maybe <sighs> they do like New Day against uh The Usos. Yeah. That was a cool moment. Did you see that with the Usos? Where the, yeah, the power of friendship. <laughs> well, it was like, yeah, it was like, we respect you. We're not going to participate in this bullshit. Yeah, it, well, you know what I like about it? One of the things that drives me crazy about WWE is their baby faces don't stick together at all. And they all look like morons. Yeah. Because they're getting wailed on by the entire, like, heel roster. And no one ever helps. And no one ever helps. And it's like, Why? I've seen you interact with some of these people. Why? And then who knows what's going to happen on Raw, but there's no Raw Tag Team Championship match right now. I don't understand why. The Revival got to get out of there. I mean, the moment their contracts are up, just get out. You give Cody a call. They'll make them huge stars on being the elite. Yep. Um... So, yeah, I don't know. I think the match will probably be good, this tag match. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really care about it. Uh, You know what's going to be awesome is Pete Dunne against Walter. That's going to be sweet. Yep. Uh, well, Pete Dunne is just a joy. I can't wait to watch Velveteen Dream against Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle's one of those guys. Okay. It's like a total Vince guy, except his personality. Oh, he's fucked if he ever gets up to the main roster. <laughs> he should never talk. Like, he should actually never even speak to Vince. Because once Vince knows what he sounds like and his cadence of delivery and everything, like, he's fucked. But as long as he doesn't talk and Vince just sees him, he's going to be like, look at this guy. He's hot. He's ripped. Let's go. He's tall. He's got everything. Bring him on my show so I can ruin him. <laughs> Same with Dream. Dream needs to never go up to the main roster. Oh, he's fucked. That whole character, he's totally screwed up. Which the main sucks because that character is glorious. Um, That'll the, be a fun match, though. The women's championship match is... Uh, Shayna Baszler, the champion, against Io Shirai, Kyrie Sane, and Bianca Belair. 
maybe this will be one of those four ways that's really good just because Kyrie Sane and Io Shirai are so freaking good. Right. But I would have rather seen like a single like Shayna against Io. Yeah. Or the triple threat with uh, Kyrie Sane. I don't like Bianca Belair. She's not that good. I thought I, she was me. pretty solid in that uh, match she had with Baszler before. I thought so. Yeah. And I haven't seen a ton of her, but I like the personality. So, I don't know. I think it could still be solid because you've got you've got people in there that can work, that can go. Well, you've got two people that are excellent. Right. Who, speaking of, should never, once again, never get called up. No one. No one should get called up ever. No, but especially if you're Japanese women. No, yeah, no. Don't get called up. You should get the email and then you run to Triple H and be like, what did I do? So have I done something? To did upset I do something? Still, NXT dad, what 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 did I do? To this day, one of the most fun matches I ever watched was that uh, what was it Team ROH versus the Sendai Girls yeah. from uh, that King of Trios 2011? Yeah, well I don't know a year, but it was a King of Trios. I think it was 2011. That was awesome. That's glorious. And then you have Adam Cole against Johnny Gargano, which probably will be the match of the weekend. That's going to be insane. Yep. It's nice to know that you can have high expectations for something and be fairly certain that those high expectations are going to be met. Yeah. We had that happen to a movie recently. Which movie? Hmm? Get Out? Yeah. Doesn't happen often. No. But when it does, it's it's nice. But Gargano's going to deliver, deliver for you, and so is Cole. Yeah. No, that match is going to be great. The, the the NXT TakeOver New York show looks awesome. Uh, I don't know what else to say. Like, it's going to be a really good show. It'll be about a third of the length of WrestleMania. Probably like a quarter of the length, if we're being real. Um, how, how far over time is WrestleMania going to go? They're going till 11, 1130. Easy. Easy. You ready? I'm ready. You're going to watch it? No. You got to watch it to podcast about it, Bob. I told you I'm going to go ski. No, no, no. Okay, you're going to sit there. Look, I've seen how... Would you stop saying that? You're going to get shot. Would, no, I've no. Seen, it'll be a knife. No, Trust I me. would use my hands. <laughs> what were you saying, Alex? <laughs> Bob, I've seen how when you watch Game of Thrones and you're going to podcast about it that you take notes... I want you to do that for wrestling. Just for one show. <laughs> Just for one show. Honestly, I will say the fucking thing's going to be so goddamn long, we may have to just to remember anything. I want you to do that for wrestling, Bob. I got to decide what I'm going to make. We're going to do queso fundido for sure. Queso fundido. Um, I don't know if I'll do pizza or if we'll do wings. We're going to have a decent spread, though. I don't know about wings. You don't want wangs? Well, you know the problem with wangs. Well, if we did wangs, I would just go to Hooters and get wangs. Yeah. I would just order a tray. I'm not stupid. I did wings once. I'm getting this look from Alex. Wings are also like, it's a a big ask to make them fresh from home. So I would probably just go to Hooters and pick them up. I don't know. What else? What else could we do, though? Various dips. Maybe nachos. Yeah. Make sure we've got some soda and beer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll be we'll be do, well provisioned for the let show. Me, let me ask you a question, Erica. Let, let me, me ask let me you a question. Let me answer your question, Alex. You go to the store. Yes. 
you can get a 12 pack of coke or three two liters of coke mm-hmm. and they're the same price what do you buy i probably buy so it's one 12 pack versus three three two liters or one 12 pack of coke for convenience i'm probably buying the 12 pack yeah, but um, at that same price, uh, the three two liters, that's three cents per ounce versus the 12 pack is 4.2 cents per ounce. Yeah, but I only have one thing to carry then as opposed to what? three things to No, carry. they were, what are you talking about? That's not true. No, that's exactly what it was. That's what I looked at before I said get the two liters. One of them said 29 cents. No. Yes. No. And the other said 30. Did you guys have three two liters? I only saw two. I put one in the fridge. Then why didn't you go for the one that's in the fridge? Because I was filling it with ice anyways. I'll let that one I also appreciate cool. that you just left that one out that you opened. <laughs> yeah, so it's flat now? It's well, not Instead flat. of putting it in the fridge. The cap's on it. Ca- yeah, okay, okay. I was like, I no, I didn't do that. <laughs> but no, the the the... the, the you got we get more for the two liter. See, I don't. I have an aversion to cans because I have uh, uh, nightmares from when I was growing up where people would open a can, drink a quarter of it, and then leave it. Um, and See, I prefer a can. same thing could happen with a two liter. I don't know. It just doesn't bother me as much. Okay, I will also say, it it, it it's. it's I'm hungry. <laughs> now I'm hungry. <laughs> um, okay, thanks for being here. So in your own home. So we, our next episode is going to be. So we're going to have a one week gap this time because of WrestleMania. Don't make, don't write checks. Your your ass can't cash, Robert. Are you saying you're not going to podcast immediately after WrestleMania? Not if it ends are, at eleven thirty at taking, night. Are you taking notes to do it with us? Hell no. Maybe the next then day after you. work. I'm not recording that late at night. I have to go to work the next day. I thought oh. you were taking Monday off. No, I decided not to. Oh, you're a lunatic. Huh. I needed the day for something else we're doing later in the summer. So, so uh, I guess maybe there will be an episode next. I don't know. There probably maybe, will. Maybe that Monday. We'll record that Monday or whatever. But maybe. you will record after Mania. We usually do. It'll probably just be a we wrestling... Could just well, we could just watch Raw that Monday and then podcast because then we'll know what's going on after Raw. Because usually the Raw after WrestleMania is good. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, it's but a- haven't they, like, it's ruined been, that, though? It's been diminishing returns over the last couple years, but usually you get some good debuts. Yeah, we'll see. Stuff moves forward. We'll, we'll figure we'll it we'll out. There will probably be an episode next week. Anyways, thanks for being here. Always. Hug me. Hold me tight. This has been a Puma Knife production.